0: like yeah uh, no action news my pa 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 and now your host mike luxer <laughs> i'm totally going to use that too
2: <laughs> hello friends and happy new year Another episode of At the Diner, the flagship podcast of the GGR Pirate Radio Network. My name is Mike Lunsford. I am the editor in chief of our website. It is greatgeekrefuge.com. So make sure you check that out for all of our lovely articles and lots of other fantastic podcasts. I am also the co host of this wonderful podcast, At the Diner, but I don't do this alone. I have two fantastic co hosts, but I also uh, have a wonderful guest for you uh, for this week's episodes. Joining me in seat number one of co-hosting duties, you know him, you love him. He's got his own podcast. It's called The Overflow. Uh, He's also a wonderfully talented musician. You can check out his stuff on Bandcamp. His name is MC Brooks. Go
1: stream Shonen. I just released it yesterday on all platforms.
2: Something for the weebs. All of the weebs. There you go. (laughs) Just turn it on. Just turn it on Spotify. Leave it playing on loop just constantly. And this guy will get please paid, Please do. I need I he can will use make, money. <laughs> he will make 25 cents off those. So artistry is real. Yes. We'll Very real. Uh we've also got in co co-host, co-host seat number two. You know him as well. You also love this guy. He's gifted when it comes to all things geeky and nerdy as far as his knowledge base. So much so that we call him the professor. But no, he doesn't just end there with his skills and abilities. He is also an incredibly gifted visual artist as well. His name is James Rambo.
0: I'm almost done
2: with Guardians of the Galaxy. So much You said you're almost done with Guardians of the Galaxy as far as... I think,
1: it's the, I think it means the game. Oh, the yeah. game. Which, oh. Is, uh, which is next on my list after I finish Metroid Dread.
0: It is very enjoyable. It is buggy. It... That shit glitches. Oh, um, very much.
1: <laughs> I think so, it's part of the reason I, I stopped playing a while ago. I think like the story and with not aren't bad, but you know. Oh no, it's
0: absolutely. It's uh, uh it might be my favorite version of those characters in any form media. Really like, great. The way it's all come together. Yeah, it's it's I agree, yeah. Now, is really it just well
2: is it like your standard roster where it's it's uh, Quill, yeah. Gamora, Groot, mm-hmm. Drax? Um, who, who else am I missing here? Um, Rocket Raccoon. Um, or have you gotten any of the other, like uh, any of the other guardians that like pop up from occasion?
0: I mean, you have, there's definitely guest spots like, like Mantis pops up, uh, here and there. Um, Adam Warlock shows up. Um, but in terms of the team, it's, it's yeah. the core, it's the core five. Okay. Um, and it just, yeah, there's, there's a lot of really great opportunities for, uh, for team building in terms of like unifying people and bring them all together. Like one of the things I appreciate is you can, uh, you, you play as star Lord. And so as star Lord, you can like send people to do certain things during combat or like, you know, to solve little like, pro- like puzzles and things. But if you do a decent enough job of bringing everybody together over the course of the game, they just start doing those things on their own because you've empowered them to do the thing. So basically you are a good leader and you get rewarded for it in the game. Exactly. Wow. Oh, kind of cool. So yeah, like, like there's like little payoffs for like, Oh, you managed to help somebody. So they'll help you out later. That kind of stuff. Wow. Okay. So the, there's some
2: nuance to this. It's basically not just like a, um, a reskin of like the recent Avengers game or like the Spider-Man games, which I mean, they're doing a lot of Marvel stuff, um, which is great. Um, but it sounds like each one of these is a unique project and they're not like just like, yeah. oh, look, you can do the same thing that you did in this game, except now you can do it with Captain America's shield. Like, yeah, exactly. OK, Well, that's dope. Let's talk about our guest. This is now going on her second uh, visit to at the diner. Uh, the first one we talked about time travel. That was like a fun. I actually went back and listened to that episode um, and like, is is realism and media important when it comes to things like that? Well, I mean, for a concept like time travel where, it, you know, it doesn't actually fucking exist yet, I don't think it does. And that was kind of the crux of the argument that we got to try to make it as real as you possibly can. But fucking, who cares? Let's have some fun. Uh, her name is Katie Tanalo.
3: Hello. How are you doing today?
2: I'm wonderful. Thank you for coming back. We appreciate you uh, squeezing out some time in your very busy schedule to join us.
3: Oh yeah, very busy right now. I could be grinding keys in WoW right now, but that I'm here.
2: I mean, that's important stuff, so again, we appreciate yeah. you. <laughs> so, let's kick off uh 2022 the right way, um, by talking about some stuff that happened in 2021. Uh, we want to talk about um, we want to talk about Hawkeye cuz last we were on the airwaves, we were talking about the lead up to the last couple of episodes of the series. Um I got to say like when all said and done and I'll kind of kick us off here and then we'll go round table um, of the live action series that they've done. Cause I'm not going to put what if in there. Cause I feel like what if is kind of its own thing at this point. Um, the live action series. I really, really enjoyed this. I don't, I can't really rank them like per se because each one I feel like had something different to offer, but also like had something that I enjoyed a lot, but I really enjoyed this Hawkeye one and the self-serving. I want a happy ending aspect that I had in my brain was satisfied because I was like, I swear to God, if they send people to his family's house and they kill those kids, I'm going to lose my shit. And if Hawkeye doesn't get <laughs> a goddamn happy ending, I'm going to be so fucking angry. I understand a lot of people are like Hawkeye is like very boring. He's like the, the most boring of all of the um, Avengers. He's basically just like, you know, super spy man. But I, I enjoy the character. I really liked what they did with him. I liked the depth that they added. I love the relationship that he had with Kate Bishop. Um, first off, Haley Steinfeld, I, like I don't know who told her that she was allowed to be as talented as she is, but like she needs to dial it back a little bit because like <laughs> she's a good actress, um, she's a great singer too. Like what the hell? Like this like it just seems like she's one of those people that is just like like endlessly talented. Like there's no there's nothing this girl couldn't do. You could be like, hey, um. Let's make homemade pizzas. And she's like, oh, I've never done it before. But here's one with some, some basil truffle aioli that I made. And you're like, what the fuck?
1: <laughs>
2: I, I, put, I put cut up hot dogs on mine. Like, she, she would just, like, one-up you all the time. But then you couldn't even hate her for it because she's charming. Um, the only gripe I had... <laughs> is that Cosmo wanting to... That's not, that's in, not, not Cosmo. I was going to oh, say it's okay. one of two people. Yeah. <laughs> The dog has some strong feelings about Hawkeye as well. Um, I got to say, I was super excited for the big reveal um, of Vincent D'Onofrio being in this. Um, I was actually a little disappointed in in, in his – not in his performance, but, like, he was kind – he wasn't as badass as he was before. I mean, he still had his moments, but, like, the ending that they had with Echo, I was like, oh, what are they doing with this? And then I read up on it, and that's something that happened in the comics as well. So I'm okay with it, but it was just kind of like, wow, they really – I, I almost felt like they kind of like handicapped him in a sense where it was like, this isn't the same one that we saw on daredevil. That was super imposing and super scary. Like it seemed kind of easy for everybody to kick his ass. And I was like, this is good, I guess, or not. I don't know, but I'm glad he's there. And then like a tie into our next episode. I'm also glad that we got to see Matt Murdock. I'm super excited about that. Um Hawkeye was fun as shit. I loved the Christmas theme that they did with it. Um, I loved that they got the LARPers involved as well in the end. Um, this was a satisfying series uh, uh, across the board. I can't, at this point, just like always, I'm going to be the one that starts off with, I loved everything about it. And then I'm sure you guys will bring up some stuff. And I'm like, oh shit, I didn't think about that. So um, <laughs> we'll we'll start on that note. Um, but we'll pass yeah. the mic to, uh, to Mr. James Rambo here. Mr. Rambo, um, actually, you know what? I'm sorry. Let's do this. It's 2022. Let's start off by being polite, uh, you always <laughs> offer your guest uh, the first opportunity um, when it comes to things like this. So Katie, tell us a little bit about what you thought about, about the Hawkeye series.
3: I really liked the Hawkeye series. Um, I, I have a thing for the Archer trope anyway, love Robin hood. I would like my all-time favorite in the DC universe is Oliver Queen, and I would kill like, yes. a man for him. Yeah, I love yes. him. Um, so, like, I've always liked Hawkeye, but, like, of the trope, he's never been, like, my favorite. But I, I really liked spending time with him in the series. And, like, I know initially in the movies when it was revealed that he wasn't going to have a thing with Natasha, that they were just buddies, and he had, like, a wife and family at home. People were disappointed. Um, But looking back, I'm, like, I'm really glad they went that way and that they had such a solid like friendship and and look his wife's a fucking badass um and i really liked seeing that in the tv series that she's just bursting out in another language and like she's doing the recon for him and she's like so super comfortable with the fact that he's best friends with the freaking Natasha Romanoff who's a bombshell so I, I really liked the way they balanced his family and him and what he does and it wasn't like this stupid thing that they go back to again and again where the wife doesn't understand and that kind of thing um, but that it still is hard on them at the same, there's a reality of it being hard on them to have somebody in their family who's this big thing um, and seeing him recover and the grit he had from what he did during the blip I, I just really liked it and Kate Bishop is a great character and I thought she was hilarious um yeah, I, I, I really, really liked it.
2: Yeah, agreed. Um, You mentioned something too, like the Archer trope. Yeah, same, I'm a big, big fan of that. Um, And we talked about this in previous episodes, but I wanted to mention it as well. Something that was different about this one, as opposed to any other time that we had seen Hawkeye, is they got to really be a little more artistic and creative and have some nuance to some things they were doing. So for instance, um, He has hearing loss from all of the crazy-ass explosions that have happened in the MCU that he's been around. Um, and they used the hearing aid as an audio device in the show as well. So, like, for instance, when he would take the hearing aid out, the sound in the show would change. And it would, like, dump out. And you would only get, like, that, like, sounds like you're underwater thing going on. But also, too you didn't have these big, loud, heroic musical scores going on. So you actually heard it sounds so dumb, but I just got a huge kick out of it. You could actually hear the sound of the arrows being shot. And like that's such that I guess like a whip sound, almost like Spider-Man's um, webbing, but just like that awesome sound effect. But then also, too, they took their time to make sure that the Echo character was speaking sign language, but also too people were speaking sign language to her. And I thought that was fantastic. Yeah, um, and and and, and they all learned to it this. too.
1: They all they yeah. all. They, uh um, Think uh, uh, Jeremy Renner, Haley Steinfeld, and Vincent DiFranco all like learned uh, some basic ASL, ASL so they would be able to you know communicate for
2: the show. Yeah, I, I thought that was fantastic as well. Like they just they really added a lot of nuance to this. Um, MC, give us give us your thoughts, man.
1: All right. So, well, I'm gonna start off by saying, Hawkeye, have we are eating good. It, it, it feels really good <laughs> to to like see Hawkeye, a character who has been like super controversial in the last couple years. You know, like get his get his just due. Because if we're being fair, like, and we've talked we we talked about this in, in you know when we first talked about the early episodes of the show, the Hawkeye was always like a background character, like even. In the Avengers films, or like any other, any of his other appearances, like he was part of the story, but he never really got much of of anything at any point in any of the, the the prior movies. And so, the one the the one great thing, and this this doesn't even just apply to Hawkeye, it applies to all the other shows that uh, that we got last year, which is you know Marvel took the opportunity to actually give storylines and you know give um give uh, give opportunities for like these characters that don't really get much when you know you have cap and iron man and like all these other characters on screen um and, and giving them an opportunity to to get fleshed out we saw it with wandavision we saw with falcon and winter soldier uh loki and now and and, and even hawk and even hawkeye um I think overall, like, this the show was was, was awesome. Um, I, I, I also don't have, uh, like, I, I can't really rank them because um, I feel like there's going to be a little bit of recency bias because it is the most recent <laughs> Marvel thing that that, uh, that we watched. And I, I very much enjoyed it. And, and I also have very much enjoyed seeing the reaction on social media because even leading up to the show, there were so many people that were just like, oh, well, Hawkeye is just this, conservative racist dickhead Now i don't want to watch his show because it's going to be you know you know maga the superhero or whatever and you know six weeks later we're seeing people with a whole different attitude because they actually watched it and realized that they couldn't just hate they couldn't just hate the show you know for whatever for for whatever reasons they wanted to hate hawkeye and hate the show because of you know the way that they handled it um I too was also really happy to see the Kingpin show up I will say Mike I'm gonna push back a little bit on okay. the King on the Kingpin thing only because um, the internet at large disagrees with you because they they actually think Kingpin was was overpowered in, in especially in that in that finale in terms of the, the some of the feats that he that, that happened to him like getting hit by the car and just like getting up and being fine um okay. And, so, and some of the other and, so, and some of the other things, and I, I think the the way that they see the way that they handled Kingpin and especially in the finale, so the way that they showed h- him being imposing um, was much more subtle. For example, when um, Kate's mom shows up. Um, uh, shows up and, and is talking to him in the, in the beginning of the finale episode. If you look at how they filmed that entire scene, there are a lot of close-ups of Kingpin. You're getting lots of uh, direct headshots, chest and above shots. Um, whereas when you see Kate's mom in those scenes, uh, when you see her, she's often juxtaposed with with Kingpin being in like the for, the the foreground of the shot. I don't know if I'm using the right word. But the front of the shot is she's kind of looking a lot smaller and like not as big or yeah. like not like she's not as not as big and like kind of the subtext you kind of look into it is that you know she's like Kingpin is being imposing without them literally having to tell you like oh he's he's being menacing oh he's being you know he's he 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 is an actual threat I feel like it's it's a it's a little bit more subtle the way that they kind of decided to depict it in the in the in the finale um but I but i was happy i was happy to see him um uh, you know i don't know if this means daredevil is canon or not or if this is just like you know very like i don't say variants but variants of those characters in the mcu yeah. now um or you know however however they decide to handle it but that was awesome. Uh, for, for me, Kate was also the heart of the show. She was my absolute favorite character. I got familiar with her because I, I do love the Marvel Avengers game. <laughs> and she is one of my mains. And I kind of love, in-game, I kind of loved her banter and her back and forth with with uh, Clint. And that actually, that in addition to the shows, would inspire me to start reading the Fraction run that the show was based on. And I'm a big fan. And Haley Steinfeld was was awesome and she deserves all the nice things, all the flowers, you know, just just everything. And her banter with uh, Yelena was also absolutely wonderful. Oh
2: my God. Just... I completely forgot about mentioning her. <laughs> Florence <If, laughs> it was so good in this and she was so fucking funny. Like and, I, I abs- love that everything, it was always Kate Bishop. It was never like Kate or Miss Bishop. Bishop. Yes. It was always yeah. Kate Bishop.
1: <laughs> And, and, and shout out to her for, uh, like, I don't put hot sauce on my mac and cheese, but I'm not against it, if that if that's your thing, because I make my mac and cheese spicy, so I'm, I'm definitely here for it, if that's your thing. But yeah, she was wonderful, and I just hope that, you know, whatever Marvel has n- planned next for them, that we get some sort of team up, or some, some and, like, if they if they got a show, where it was just Kate and Yelena doing something on some sort of, like, spy adventure or whatever, like, I'd be here for it. I, I would... I want to see more um with these with these two characters and yeah hawkeye was awesome um i i I don't have anything really bad to to say about it not a perfect show but i I, you know it's definitely up there in terms of uh, my favorites that we got last year
2: professor rambo what say you
0: uh well first and foremost i i'd like to say uh Phil, I was wrong. I was wrong about Yelena. I was wrong about how they were gonna bring her in and how it would be handled. Uh, because it was handled fantastically. It was it was so deftly done, so smooth. Um, yeah, I I enjoyed the chair of this show. Um, I was sure once once that I I mean we talked about it before. Once I knew that she was becoming in, I was really concerned that it was gonna be bloated and overdone and there would be too many balls in the air and nope they, now part of this I will say part of this was, was handled by like not pursuing the swordsman storyline in the way that everybody thought they were gonna um, so that does free up some room to, to do more with Yelena um, because you know, when they were like oh yeah no he's, he's, he's a good guy you're like oh alright well I guess we have some, some narrative leeway now to explore some other ideas. Um, yeah, I thought this was the best pace, uh, the um, the most, probably, probably the most fun overall, um, while still handling, like, a lot of, like, intense and heavy shit. Um, I was really pleased and excited to see kingpin show up as well um although it's funny like there's something you said mike that makes that, that that i it's gotten me kind of reflective about about things and it's i don't really have a good or bad thing to say about this but it is interesting when you said that um you didn't really like the, the particular portrayal uh, or not put the, the frail, but like the the way things panned out with the character, um, with like the whole uh, you know echo shooting and all that stuff. You didn't like it, but then when you found out that it was in the comic, you were fine with it. And I it, that that's that's so interesting to me because that well one that that's not a unique take, m- meaning it's not unusual for people to be like oh well this is how it was in the comic, so okay. But why do we absolve that? Why do we, why are we okay with a thing we don't like being there when we so, still don't like it, but it's truer to the source material? Because a bad idea okay. is a bad idea. Let me give you my, my take on it to expound
2: upon my, my thoughts from before. So initially I'm seeing this and I'm like, okay, he was super imposing. He It took Matt Murdock. Like, basically three episodes to beat him in a fight. So it was like, all right. And Daredevil's a badass. Like, it was more like they built this character up. This is who he is. This is how imposing he is and how, like, unbeatable he is, right? And then it was more that it was uneven because MC made a really good point, too. You know, he did get his ass whooped. He got hit by a car. And, like, he got hit by a car. He got blown up. Like, he he got beat down pretty good in this one. And it was more that it was uneven because you go from getting hit by a car and he just kind of gets up. He got, like, stabbed, like, six times, too, and he was okay. And, like, I know that he also has that, like, special clothing that is, like, you know, like, Kevlar or whatever infused. But, like, again, an explanation because they do that in the comics all the time where they're just like, ha, good luck. This clothing is special. Something. Because it looked like it went right through his clothing and into his body. And I'm like, wait a minute. Is he invulnerable like I see I'm also confused too because it's like I don't really know if he actually has powers or he's just a really big dude or like what and that so, doesn't really get explained um go ahead oh no no go ahead and finish your thought yeah it was it was more it was uneven and the reason why I was like okay well it happened in the comics I'm fine with it because I know that there's going to be more to it because the way it was portrayed was just like boom he shot but they also did it artfully, where it was like, you didn't actually see him get shot, so you don't know what happened. And I was like, they're not just gonna bring Vincent D'Onofrio in as the Kingpin and kill him in one episode, are they? Oh, that sucks. But then like, I looked into it and I was like, oh, okay, they're gonna do, spoilers, they're gonna do this thing where he goes blind, but he's still the Kingpin and he's still like, okay, he's still like, not an unbeatable force, but he's like, you can't take this dude out easily. So that was more my concern. Was was like, oh, they're just gonna bring him in for this like cameo essentially, and then just off him. But no, they have more plans for him in the MCU. That was my main concern. And seeing that the comic books don't just get rid of him, and that that's probably where they're going with this, I was like, oh, okay, I can I can deal with where they're
0: going. Okay, fair enough. I it just it's it's the same kind of. Um... I've seen comic fans dismiss people's concerns about the way things are handled by saying, "Oh, well, that's how it is in the comic." Yeah, and and not, you know, not necessarily with this specific issue, but it's it becomes this this sort of like, well, you know, that's what they did in the book, or uh, that's what the original cartoon did, and it becomes this sort of like, it's a great example of this sort of like slavish devotion. We'll have where, as long as it is accurate to the source material, whether or not that was a good idea to begin with, it's okay. And yeah,
2: I think of uh, of of uh, Zack Snyder's Watchmen, where it was like. Very, very, very almost like I'm going to do everything that they did and just essentially do it exactly the same. I'm not going to really take any creative license with this. I'm not going to like the musical cues, for instance, every single song in here is, is the one that you would think would be here. I'm not going to find I'm not really going to do any extra work here. While it's still a good depiction, it's like, OK, if I wanted this. I could have just read the comics like. I've mentioned before on the on the airwaves, like, I love when they get creative with stuff and they do some different stuff. It was more so like, all right, at least this isn't going to be just, like, housing this really awesome character. Like, think I, I always think of, like, Bane in uh, Batman and Robin, where they brought him in and he was basically just, like, a zombie. And I'm like, well, that sucks. That's a good character. He just wasted him. Um, that was my first instinct was that that's what they were doing with Kingpin. And then reading up, I was like, oh, okay, they're going to have – they got more stuff for him. Okay, cool.
0: Yeah, I, it just it's 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 something that struck me as as funny, um, as kind of interesting is the the way that it, it it becomes a matter of we're not the concern isn't can we make this something good, it's how accurate can you be, and that I think that speaks to a large like a big problem with um, with geek media in particular is it's not about making the best product, it's about um, being as, excuse me as close as you can uh, to the source material. And that that doesn't really serve anybody, aside from the super fans. It's just the stroking of their own egos.
2: Yeah. Um, and like, let me definitely, like I'm gonna write this down so I don't forget it, but like, let's put a pin in that specifically. For our next topic too <laughs> because that was that's one of the biggest critiques that people have about Spider-Man in the MCU well it's not Spider-Man well Tony, uh, Tony Stark Jr.
3: well I I know, I know I brought up to you before and I might have even the last time that I was on here because I talk about it all the time the Salmon of Doubt
0: the Salmon of Doubt
3: oh, oh I can't believe I haven't mentioned it before uh, well, you know that how they made the um the uh the um, Life, the Universe, and Everything movie? Yeah. Uh, the Hitchhiker's Guide. Why can I remember <laughs> one of the later titles, but not the famous one that everyone knows? Why does my brain work like this? They make the Hitchhiker's Guide movie, and everybody hates it, right? And everybody's well, well, they're like, well, it's because Douglas Adams died. On- Douglas Adams died, unfortunately, relatively very young i think he was only in his 40s and he died during the making of the movie and he never would have let them make this terrible movie that's so different from the book if yeah. he had been alive that shit's not true at all not in yeah. the
0: latest yeah no. douglas
3: adams died in post-production douglas adams was very involved in the making of the movie douglas adams was also like very devoted to making every incarnation of his stories distinctly different than the ones that had come before and he there's a posthumously um published book i highly recommend it more than anything else that i've recommended before uh the salmon of doubt and it's mostly just weird like some things of his that were published before some things they just found on his macbook just collections of stuff that douglas adams had written and in it he has this one essay where he specifically talks about how boring of an idea it is to do the same thing again and again and again but this time it's animated but this time it's on the radio but this time it's a it's a point and click adventure game like making a news making telling the story again in a different way either to fit the medium or just to explore ideas you didn't before doesn't do anything to change that original thing you loved so if you hate The MCU version of Spider-Man, that doesn't change whatever version of Spider-Man it is that you love so much. And if you want it, if you want that story again, you can literally just go read it again.
2: That's the same argument with Star Trek. Yeah. So many people are shitting all over Star Trek right now. Uh, The new stuff. Uh, Well, Picard's too emotional. That's not the Captain Jean-Luc Picard that I remember. Yeah, from the 90s, from Mm the late 80s and early 90s. Things have changed, man. It has been 30 years like, and then the same thing with Discovery. It's too emotional. Yeah, because the last the original series was made in the 60s. Like, I, things have changed. Like, it's it's I, baffling to me to, th- to think that people still argue about this and they are like, well, it's not my Star Trek. Cool, don't watch it.
3: I do love when people are like, oh, Star Trek is too welcome. Like, go back and watch <laughs> <laughs> this episode. Like, some of it's clunky because it was like 60s, 70s, 80s, but like... That show has always been woke as
2: shit. <laughs> exactly. There was a whole movie about how we shouldn't kill the fucking whales. It was the most <laughs> popular one of them all.
3: It's my favorite.
2: It's too. It's too woke. We had a whole episode about it, going back in time and saving whales because it was going to save us in the future to talk to fucking probes or some shit. Like that's. Like, like oh Jesus Christ! Oh, Star Trek's too woke. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> oh man, people forget. Oh, uh, Hawkeye. Let's talk about Hawkeye. Let's talk yes. about this guy. Let's talk about um Yeah, I, I don't I I can't think of anything that I didn't like about the series. I'm I'm trying to think I'm trying to think of something that I was like, eh, that didn't work for me. Like I I enjoyed every aspect of it. I oh man, that was the thing. Thank I wrote this down. I'm 2022 resolution. I'm writing shit down so I don't forget it. Um the way they portrayed the blip to somebody who got blipped. Yelena goes into the bathroom to go wash her hands and like like give herself a second to like and then she just go, is gone and then she comes back and the bathroom changes around her that was fucking amazing I love the way that they portrayed it because like it's, she, she got dusted and then just rematerializes and she did no time passed for them and like that mm-hmm. what was what was amazing to me is like I didn't know if like there was any concept of time for them like was it like they got moved to a different dimension and like they just kind of like were in limbo or like what was it but it, that was the first time we've gotten to see it i mean we got to see it a little bit in uh WandaVision I was with say, that's Monica Rambeau second time yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah but like it was also like um when we saw Monica Rambeau come back it was like a third person shot more or less where like we saw her in the hospital room and then she came back Um, with this one, we were in the middle of a flashback with her on a mission. She disappeared and then came back. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So like, it was more of a perspective of like what it was like to be that person. Like we saw what happened when people came back, um, just across the board though, I'm loving that we're getting more of this. And I, and I've actually heard some people And and first off, I get to say this to the internet this time, here's why you're wrong. Internet um the blip was an important thing it was really big and they need to keep discussing it yeah it needs to be a thing it needs to be something that they continue to to expand upon because half of the population of the fucking planet disappeared this was a huge event and it needs to be a focal point because you can't just have it happen and then just ignore it like it never did
3: are people saying that they want them to just move on and not talk about the blip because i love that they want they that they keep talking about the blip because like yeah it's been it's been how many years since 9 11 and we still talk about it like
0: never forget never forget yeah
3: that's i i like what people think like half the population disappears and they're like well it's been two years let's move on like no and it's super interesting to see how people deal with it differently and to see like you said the moment where like she goes back and she's like, well and it's like yeah that's the thing that happened you didn't know about that the and this isn't a thing I didn't like about it, but it has made it hard for me personally to keep track of people's timelines. Like I'm watching like early in Hawkeye where it's like, Oh, her Dad was killed with the Chitauri attack. And now she's in college. And I'm like, okay. And I'm trying to do the mental math of like, was she blipped or was she not blipped? And how long has it been in the universe <laughs> oh, yeah. since this yeah. happened? Cause she's like eight, she's like 1920 now. Um, but like, that's not a, that's just me like being way too worried about timelines. Um, but no, I, 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 and I liked how, because they also did talk about it a lot in, um, not this Spider-Man, but the Spider-Man before, uh, when he comes back and they're like, you're just going to have to finish high school because it's just what we're going to do with you. Um,
2: you're starting all over again. Cause fuck you. That's why.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I yeah no, I, I totally agree. No, I've seen I've seen a lot of sentiment from people online who were like, "Can we just stop talking about the blip? Because I'm tired of hearing about it, and like we just need to move on and tell new interesting stories that don't have anything to do with it." I'm like, "That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life." Right. Like, it was a cataclysmic event, and we're just gonna be like, "Oh, that that was like six weeks ago. Where have you been?" Like, I mean, it doesn't need yeah. to be the focus of the story. Oh, not all of them, no. But... And it
3: wasn't here though. It was exactly. a thing that happened yeah. here that influenced things. Yeah. But it wasn't like, "Oh, guys, you remember the blip."
0: Yeah. Yeah, it didn't just stop yeah. the, the storytelling cold and be like, hey, the, this thing happened. Never forget. <laughs> <laughs> and then pick it back up. Like keep going. All right, we done? Maybe that, Great.
2: Maybe that needs to be our next GGR shirt that we do. Never forget the blip or something like that. or. <laughs>
1: You know, it does. This does kind of speak to something, uh, something else that we've discussed before with other things, which is people not watching necessarily to enjoy the thing that they're watching, but to they're watching because they want to know what's next. Ah, Yes. Like they're they're not like, and and I mean and, and like honestly, Hawkeye is probably the only series of, of of last year that doesn't have like major like connections for like the the next things to come for phases four and five i mean there is some stuff obviously because we know we're getting the echo show kate bishop is probably is going to be a big part of whatever they have going forward but in terms of like there's nothing like you know he who remains getting introduced in loki you know it's it's nothing like wanda getting the dark hold you know going forward um but I really think like a lot of the criticism is just that people are not watching because they want to just enjoy the thing that we're that we're getting this that we're enjoying it. They're like, oh no no no, what's the next thing? I'm literally it's like people who are who watch the movies just for the Easter eggs and not to actually just enjoy oh, the movie.
2: I cannot stand Easter egg hunters. Like oh, that drives me absolutely nuts. Um, like I was just I was just thinking though you were saying that um, this is the first MCU product I can think that had a Post credit scene that didn't have anything to do with anything else.
1: That, but it did collectively anger the
2: internet. <laughs> Even was, though I, I love the shit out of it. <laughs> I did too. Like I thought it was fun. I was like, I kind of wanted to see this whole song. Now I can see the whole song. Sweet. And like the boo. fact that like the,
0: <laughs> <laughs> fucking boo. <laughs> I, I am. I have been trained to expect <laughs> that the post-credits will either tie to the story we've just seen in a way that is engaging, or it will lead us to something else going forward. And all I got was more of that fucking song.
3: I mean, maybe it does. Maybe they're I mean, going to do... Maybe it's on Broadway.
0: No! 20, 20, I, I
3: 23 Rogers the Musical. <laughs>
1: I, honestly, what I, what I would have loved is if they if if they did that, but then you could see in the crowd there were like remaining Avengers being like, oh yeah, and that's that's not how that went down.
2: I, I don't honestly, remember. I don't remember that. Happening. I would have loved no, to see Sebastian a, 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 Stan and. Um, I was just gonna. There's yeah. a
0: fucking comic that's been going around social media lately, and it's fucking it's Falcon and Winter Soldier being like. Clint hated this. We got to go see it. <laughs> and they're sitting there watching like, what the fuck? Like, I would have been fine with that. I would have been great with that. But just the fucking song. No, thank you. Yeah. I just, yeah, but, it, was, it was fun because like,
2: honestly, like I was hoping for an actual like post-credit scene. It didn't happen. And like, honestly, I just enjoyed watching everybody get really mad
1: about it. It was great. Oh, but but I mean the and I mentioned this in the 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 chat too, uh, like much like Wandavision and some of the other shows, like we 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 knew that there were like there were stuff that they didn't get to do for the Hawkeye show simply because of um, the pandemic. Like um, like Charlie Cox was supposed to have some sort of he was supposed to. uh be in this in some, like there's supposed to be a scene of him like meeting echo or coming, coming across echo. But unfortunately he didn't have time to film because of like the pandemic and like restrictions with travel, much like uh, with Benedict Cumberbatch and and WandaVision. Um, There was another, uh, they were supposed to, if you know the comic that he, that him getting shot by echo comes from um, the, this, they were supposed to do the, the, there was going to be a post credit scene with Kingpin where you see that he's, Still alive and you know with the with the eye patches over his eyes. Um but they, they decided to cut it, you know, simply to simply so the audience could actually sit with not knowing, you know, what actually happened to Kingpin, you know, after after being shot.
2: It's actually a good move in my opinion. Like leaving it on a mystery is, is is a good move.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. Um there were some I'm trying to remember with the uh, like what else? Uh, what else there was? But I, I do remember. I do remember. Though those two things were things that they did want to do. For they, they did want to do, but unfortunately couldn't because of uh, the pandemic.
2: Yeah. Um, so final and, thoughts. Oh, I'm sorry. Go
1: ahead. Uh, and and lastly, the the fact that they also angered the internet because they confirmed that Agents of Shield is no longer canon.
2: Did any of you guys actually watch it? I watched. Uh,
0: the first I watched maybe three seasons in before I was just like, I, yeah, whatever. Like it, it wasn't even that it it bothered me. Like I, the time that I did not like the show was at the beginning. Yeah, I heard that it was
1: slow because I, I didn't get. It. I tried to watch season one and I I could
0: I just couldn't. It is fucking interminable. Like it is so boring and like. The the character of Ward is so badly written that it a smart writer would do things to set up suspicion. Like, you guys know, like what happened with Ward, like the whole uh, Hydra reveal.
2: No, I don't. Honestly, I never watched a single episode of the show. So it it never really interested me. And then when I read up on how they brought back. Uh, Colson, I was like, man,
0: like there were okay. So there, there were definitely a handful of things throughout the first part of the first season that worked. Everything with Ming Wen is fantastic. Colson is very charming. Um, uh, uh, the the two new like CSI characters they introduced, um, fuck, what are their names? Doesn't matter. Uh, they were great, but Agent Ward who is supposed to be like new badass dude is all is all tell no show. Like we're supposed to believe that he is on par with black widow simply because Coulson has said it at one point and he keeps fucking up his job and you're like, all right, I mean like, whatever, this is boring. There's like one moment where he jumps off a fucking, uh, jumps out the back of a plane to rescue somebody, like, doesn't have a, a parachute on him, but grabs one and dives off the, the this plane uh, to gather somebody. That was really cool. The reveal with Hydra is the, and, and this is one of the times where, like, Disney was like, fuck you, you better be on top of shit. Uh, Winter Soldier came out that Friday. The following Monday, I think, the episode aired where they spoil that reveal in Winter Soldier. What? And it's, well, it's, and it's supposed to be, this story will lead directly into this story, which I can appreciate, but at the same time, I was like, man, y'all gave nobody time to watch this.
2: Yeah. You should and give so, it like, what, like, a month, maybe two. Uh, like, the beginning of whatever the next season would be, with my, would be my guess. That, okay. That's just my take like on it.
0: three days. Um, like four hours later. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. So... The reveal is that Ward is a secret Hydra agent. And you're like, oh, okay, that's kind of interesting. From that point on, the show got way more interesting, way more engaging. But part of it makes me like, so were you writing him badly on purpose? Was it supposed to be like it's sabotage that he's working against the team? Because there's no indicators of that. It's just he's shitty at his job. And nobody seems to be like, you know, like, what's up with war? Like, why is he so bad at this? Why is he making these mistakes? It was just like, oh, yeah, he's just, he's just there. And I remember being really irritating to me how much better it got because I was just like, you motherfuckers are going to be able to deflect any criticism for the beginning part of this season by being like, no, 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 that was on purpose.
2: I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start doing that at work, actually.
0: I'm just going <laughs> to be bad on purpose. Hey. And that way any progress is, is seen as yeah. like, oh man, Mike's killing it.
2: Wow. great <laughs> hey, turn around there, big guy. <laughs> High fives all around. Hell yeah. <laughs>
0: but yeah, like when it was good, it was pretty damn good. When it was bad, it was boring. Yeah. Like not even like, oh, this is so cheesy. Like it was just like, I don't care. I don't care what's happening. I, I stopped watching right before Ghost Rider top popped up. And I'm I'm told the viewers Rider stuff was really well done. I believe it. I like Gabriel Luna. Like, I like the thing with the, with Robbie Reyes instead of uh, Johnny Blaze or Danny Ketch. But I just... It's not even that I was like, I don't want to watch this anymore. I just vaguely kind of, like, petered out of interest.
2: That's that's kind of what happened with me in The Flash. Is, like, I was... I loved The Flash the first few seasons, and then I was just kind of like, eh. I'll watch it, maybe. I don't know. They're Whatever. not, not missing anything. Well, there you go. See? That's sh- that shining endorsement. You know? I, uh, that keeps me going.
1: I, you, you know, I'm, I am will bear the burden of yeah. suffering through that show so yeah. you guys don't have to. I showed what you guys is? the
2: lightsaber fight. <laughs> <laughs> the, the lightning saber fight, yeah. Um. What is the next MCU series that we got coming up?
1: Well, uh, we don't know. Like, un- like because we she hulk and moon knight are in post-production right now and Mm -hmm. you know they you know earlier this week you know there was there was stuff saying that the moon knight trailer was going to be revealed soon like we were supposed to get the trailer and release date but we we kind of we kind of don't really know um and and you know marvel has like 10 things coming out this year so i'm actually i'm okay if they take a little bit of a break um before revealing anything but um You know, it's 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 supposed to be one of those one of those two shows, because they, they both finished filming last year, uh, and I actually She Hulk finished filming in like August of last year, and Moon Knight finished wrapped up in November. So I would like if I had to guess, you know, I, I mean, I don't know how much they're gonna. She Hulk is probably going to be more VFX intensive, because of having to have both her and um, regular Hulk. I can't remember Bruce. Uh, you know, in their Hulk. Uh, regular Hulk. Yeah, <laughs> so regular Hulk. He um, Hulk? Uh, yeah. <laughs> she Hulk and Hulk. She Hulk and He Hulk. Petition <laughs> to refer
0: to Jennifer Walters as Hulk and Bruce Banner as He Hulk. Uh, Actually,
2: I, no, I don't have a gavel, but shirt. I approve it, yeah. That, that should
1: that should be the next shirt.
0: There you go. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's gonna be the She-Hulk or Moon Knight one, one, one of one of the two. I know I'm, I'm, you know, you guys know, I'm a big Moon Knight fan. So you know, I'm very excited for whenever they decide to
2: reveal that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited about what what we're gonna be seeing here too. But overall, I mean, sounds across the board. We it was a consensus as far as our feelings on Hawkeye. Um, yeah, for those who haven't seen it and you just sat through us spoiling the shit out of it, uh, go watch it. Um, yeah, we didn't really spoil anything because the, the show is so well executed that you'll still enjoy the heck out of it. But um, I, I'm really glad that they added some depth. I really like what they did with um, – why can't I remember her name? I just want to call her Thelma um, all the time. It makes me feel like a jerk. Linda Cardellini. I'm, yeah, Linda Cardellini. Yeah. Um, I can't think of her character's name in the, Laura, in the show. Laura Barton. Thank you. Laura, like she's Mockingbird, right? Like that's yeah. – yeah, like that's been established. Like you said, oh, yeah. pretty much. Yeah. I forgot
1: to take my victory lap because that yeah. was my theory. That, yes, I, totally. I said that in one of the last episodes that I, I thought I thought that the watch belo- I, I thought that the watch belonged to her, and the, like the, the reason that the and um, the reason they were trying to trying to get it back so much is because it held her her secret identity as a former shield agent.
2: There you go.
1: Yes, <laughs> validation. <laughs>
2: Yeah. Yeah. That, and I, that's I'm glad that that's what they did with it, too, because um, that just means anything else that we see with them means that she's going to get to do more than just be the doting wife. And to Katie's point, too, and I'm so glad you pointed this out as well, Katie. Like, I loved that she wasn't like, you need to be here for your family. Like, it wasn't like that dramatic thing. It was she was just like, yeah, bro, I get it. Like.
3: But it also wasn't unrealistic where the kids were like, oh, it's okay, dad. Like, I I love that moment where he couldn't hear and she was writing down and she's like, it's a little boy. And, like, there's this long pause and he's like, it's okay if you can't be home for Christmas. Like, he's obviously hurt, but he obviously understands.
2: But, like, Jeremy Renner killed it in that scene, too, man. Like, he – you could see the emotion on his face. Like, he wanted to – oh, man. like yeah. Yeah. So overall, just it was uh, that
1: and uh, when he when he was in front of um, the like uh, the the um, the
2: Avengers list from
1: oh, you know, yeah. when he was reminiscing on twenty on uh, their, the the fight for New York, like also, those two scenes
2: were great. I also loved that he was he was fighting back against Yelena, but he wasn't really fighting back against Yelena. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, like, he, yeah. He's not. He's not trying to like win the fight. He's trying to slow her down.
2: Yeah, and like the whistle and like. Yeah, the, he he finally won her. He like, he did enough to show her like she did mean something to me and like just seeing her back down. But like, even like just, she just fully leaned into her anger. And honestly, like it made sense. And like, the, there was never a time of like, well, why is she doing this? No, it was like, yeah, no, I get this. This makes a lot of sense. And like, yeah, just overall, just well executed. And like, I also feel like any of the missteps that they've made with any of the other series, this is something that the mcu does really really well man the mcu takes notes
3: do you guys think that and this is just like a random thought that's occurring in the right now so it could be stupid um it's like when those. the black widows get involved the black widow assassin get involved that he's like kate you you're out and it's like oh it's just too dangerous now but is it not necessarily that it was too dangerous but it was too complicated for him at that point
0: Maybe. I I could see it being dangerous mostly because, like, you know, what we saw of Natasha overall was her, like, being badass and punching people and shit. But her job was murder. Like, <laughs> no, that, no, was, I, like
1: that was the yeah. whole deal. Because, Not like, the, the
2: moving bros, dangerous. like, the moving bros, like, as much as they were dangerous because they had guns, they, were Jackson they really? Murphy, yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, the tracksuit mafia thank you
0: i couldn't remember they're, they're, i just, just like, the Rose. that's not, all i can remember they're <laughs> yeah. not like tr- they don't have the training they don't have the discipline
3: no no, as, no I'm not, like the dangerous thing works it makes sense but like i don't know in my head could it also have been like for him he's like I, it's just too much now now you need to go away
0: i don't know i i i hear that and i i think that ends up being too complicated okay. as a storytelling idea um I, I don't think it's wrong, necessarily, but I, I feel like that ends up, I, that seems like subtextual projection, like that makes of, it, yeah. of why this could be happening. That could yeah. definitely be part of it, but I, I, I think it's as simple as, you know, sort of an Occam's Razor thing, it's as simple as like, you are a fucking kid as far as I'm concerned. I have, I am someone who has dealt with all the repercussions of all of these things, and I'm not gonna have you. I oh, I'm better still. No, and, and this further supports it. He's already lost a partner. Yeah. But well, they, like, you see it in that, that
3: moment where he's where she fell and he caught her, and he's he's re, he's PTSD reliving the moment with Natasha right there. Yeah. And he's like, go. Yeah. You know, you're thinking about that again. You're definitely right.
0: Yeah. yeah.
2: I um. Not to to kill the the sentiment of this conversation, but one of the things that I loved is when the tracksuit mafia is talking about, the one guy is like all upset about like how his girlfriend's wanting him to go to an Imagine Dragons concert and he hates Imagine Dragons. Um, <laughs> and then like later in the midst of a fight, he's like, hey, bro, we talked about it. We're going to go see another show instead. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, I don't it's one of the things that I really liked about her that she's like, Wait, yeah. what's up? Tell me about it. And she's like, you really need, you both need to apologize to each other. Cause we got to be honest. That was a gift for you enough.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that whole thing was so well done. Yeah, like,
2: That's I, something I that think... Marvel does really well though, because I still remember it was, I can't, I, I picked up one of the uh, Avenger comics at one point and there's a back and forth conversation between Spider-Man and Hawkeye about which burger joint is better. Five guys are in and out. Mm-hmm. And like, it's Marvel has this they're, they've nailed it and they've gotten it dead on and DC's tried it a couple of times. It doesn't quite work. But like Marvel's ability to have these like completely inane conversations in the midst of like a really, really serious thing going on is just like dead on. Like they've done it so many times, like like Steve Rogers in uh, Winter Soldiers getting ready to drop down um, to take on that boat and like like rescue all the hostages. And, like, Natasha's like, so, did you go out on a date? And yada, yada, yada. And he's like, I really don't want to talk about it. Hey, she's cute. You should go see her. Like, to have these, like, real-life conversations in the midst of I'm about to go do some badass shit is just, like, excellent. Just always executed perfectly.
3: Yeah. And, like, they they find that balance. And the reason that they – DC, it really feels like cannot get over the idea that they want to treat their characters like gods. And, like – they have to be almost perfectly serious all the time and that's just so tiresome and like i prefer those characters i prefer those comics but something like it just they can't get it right in a movie format which is sad
0: well the the problem isn't some i don't think the problem is is that they want to like maximize the scale of it on the sort of godly thing i think the problem is that they forget that the gods are fucking goofy like <laughs> Zeus is turning into every animal and creature he possibly can, so he can get laid. Um like like that's the thing. Marvel realized, like, oh yeah, Loki Loki would just be a horse. Cause why wouldn't he? Yeah, okay. We'll we'll have Thor tell a story about his little brother uh, uh turning into a snake. And but and then we'll we'll and, and then turning back into Loki to hurt him because the joke isn't that Loki bites him as a snake. The joke is that he turns into a snake so that he can get close to Thor and then he stabs him. <laughs> like, dude, you, you could've just bitten him. So, like, that's that's the problem is is DC to be clear, Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers yeah. doesn't understand that good drama requires humor and vice versa.
3: So like a notable are, sorry. No good. A notable exception is the new Suicide Squad.
0: Yeah, well James Gunn. Yeah. James Gunn. Like when you're when when you are trained to to learn film under trauma, where like the there are no budgets and everything is like weird monsters and shit and like people covered in slime, you know, you've got to be able to knock out story structure pretty simply and pretty easily. And that's how you learn, like all of the best beats, and all of the simplest ways to convey your, your storytelling, and and Warner Brothers just doesn't fucking get it. They don't understand. And like Zack Snyder is also just really self serious and blah 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 blah. Um, but no, Marvel is has been very good about, uh, like Mike said, um, about introducing those smaller character moments because they do make you really care about things like yeah. fucking spider-man eating a churro like peter's sitting like and, and like telling happy about that like <laughs> like leaving that in a fucking voicemail to tony and happy like that's fucking great and that makes you care about things that flushes the characters out um because they're not just their superpowers
1: right and i, I think to clarify the uh, one clarification too is that that stuff with DC really only applies to their live action stuff, because all their yeah, animated yeah. stuff is yeah. incredible. Like they yeah. they understand it when it comes to any of their animated stuff, whether it's the movies, whether it's stuff like Young Justice or the the old Justice League cartoons. Like they get it with the animation. It's really with their live action depictions that they don't fully comprehend. And this applies to the Arrowverse as well. And I say that as someone who in, like enjoyed for the most part the Arrowverse, but that they that there there's a clear misunderstanding between the people they have you know that they're putting in charge of these properties and like what's what's actually being produced and created.
3: Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. And like and you could say that the animation it's not all Bruce Tim, but it's built on the back of what he did at first. Um but now it's great.
2: Yeah, 100%. Um, So this is our opportunity to break for just a quick second. Uh, Make sure you tune into our next episode where we will be talking about, you know, it was just a little movie, it was an independent flick that like not a lot of people have seen. Oh wait, that's not, right? Uh, It's already made over a billion dollars and that's gonna be (laughs) Spider-Man No Way Home. We will be talking about that one next. Um, so make sure you stay tuned for what we have in store for you for the next episode of at the diner for all of us here at the great geek refuge. We hope you're having a safe and happy 2022, a uh, good start to the new year. Uh, stay safe out there. Uh, the Omicron variant is, is nasty. I, I I think I know more people who've gotten infected from that than from the original strains that we were seeing. So definitely make sure you're staying socially distance, make sure you're wearing your masks, make sure you're vaccinated, you're boosted all of that stuff. Cause it, it can save your life and, Remember, together, there are no heights that we can't reach.
0: Thank you for listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Make sure you check out our website, greatgeekrefuge.com, for all of our awesome articles and wonderful podcasts. This has
2: been Pirate Radio Network Production Juice bags. Yeah, boy.